All right, BradCooney.com, in association with HCN Networks, is absolutely honored to have on board Carl Loxley, contestant from the UK's version of The Voice. Carl, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Man, definitely a pleasure having you on board. I'm a big Voice fan. Of course, I watch The the Voice over here on the stateside, and um, I get to use YouTube to see the Voice UK version, and I've watched a lot of those. I love the I love the uh, the show, and of course the judges with Will I Am and and Rita's and and uh, um, and uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Tom Jones, so, Sir Tom Jones. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I kind of forget him. So I saw your blind audition and was just amazed. Um, so before we, thank you very much. You're very welcome. So before we get talking about your upcoming album, um, could you touch on your experience a little bit about performing on The Voice uh, UK? Wow, so it probably was about a year ago, um, today pretty much, that I found out I was going to be doing a blind audition on the show, um, which was quite nerve-wracking finding that out, but <laughs> the moment, the process of getting a blind audition is a, is a long one, it probably takes about six months of meetings with producers and talking about what you're going to sing, uh, a lot of that before you do before you do an actual blind audition. So getting to that stage is like winning winning the lottery already just to get there. So it's uh, quite an experience. But the the moment you, you walk out onto that quiet uh, mm. studio stage, it's uh, you just think about the amount of work you've done just to be just to be there so you really don't want to to screw it up and especially when you know it's going to be in front of nine million people in the uk um and of course all the people from around the world yeah plus some really legendary judges musicians um oh gosh you yeah. know i mean that's got to be just nerve-wracking going out there let me ask you this what's the visibility like when you go out there can you see the audience or the lights in your face that either blind you Yes, it's, it's quite strange. You can you kind of see shadows mm-hmm. um, in the distance, and they tell you before you go on that you're going to have like a good few seconds to breathe before before they start playing your music. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say just focus, and it's that moment where it feels like it's taking forever, <laughs> um, which is quite scary. But as soon as the music started. Um, I completely forgot where I was, and and as soon as I finished the song, there was like felt like a massive gap before Will I Am turned round. Oh, I know, and I was ever so relieved. I was so relieved. <laughs> yeah, because you actually finished the last note of the song, and you raised your arm, and then the in the you know the completion. Oh, it, it, it looked like it looked like it was synchronized. Yeah, as soon as you pumped your fist in the air, Will spins around. <laughs> And you, know, the, you, you couldn't have planned that. And it looked like you had about fifty thousand pounds off of your chest. I mean, when you, when you saw him come oh. turn around. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just I just couldn't quite believe it. Um, it was an incredible moment uh, when that happened. I think I think for me it was just a lot of hard work had been paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it because I remember that day, um, I was up at half six in the morning, and that blind audition wasn't filmed till half ten. 
Oh, wow. So I've been up all day just trying to keep the voice warm. And uh, so I was quite tired <laughs> yeah. by the time I went out there. So I was quite amazed that anything really came out of my mouth. <laughs> and you know, you sang a very difficult, epic, classic opera song. Oh, yeah. uh, Paul Potts. <laughs> Paul Potts did the same thing, and we all, we all know how well that did for him. Um, so yeah. you you come out and then you you pull off. I think just as good as Paul's uh, version myself. I really do. Oh, thank you very much. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a really difficult song to sing and. Um, I, I was 24 when I, when I did that audition, and my voice isn't m matured enough as, as a, an opera singer. It's probably got about 15 more years to, to mm. mature to be at the stage of what somebody would be singing Ness and Dorma at. Um, so that's a challenge in itself, but I kind of wanted to, you know, a lot of people say, oh, why didn't you do something where you could have made it your own rather than do an original version it was because I wanted to do a song which is well known which everybody knows mm -hmm. how it should be sung and show that I could do that um, so that when I went on to do songs like Memory and uh, a new song later on in the show I could I could make them my own yeah I think it was actually a very smart move on your part to just go for it go for the home run I would say here in America um, in baseball, go for the home run, and I thought the person that spun around for you, if you was going to get a spin around, it was going to be from Will, because and even what Sir Tom said, what he does, he doesn't really, he's not really that versed in opera to know how good your your voice is, and I and Ricky and Rita, I, I just see I just see Will as being the person to to spin, but ironically, he ended up with 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 um, Tom because he stole you. Talk about that. Yeah, so it was it was a, a really strange experience seeing uh, Will I Am turn around. I was thinking, why should Will I Am turn around for somebody singing opera? Uh, I couldn't quite add that up. But either way, I was I was just so pleased somebody had turned around. But uh, when he spoke to me about why he turned around, it all kind of made sense, uh, which was which is quite satisfying knowing I'd be going on to someone's team who kind of had an idea of, mm -hmm. of what, what we were going to do, uh, which was absolutely brilliant. And what a, a lot of people don't know about The Voice is that he actually invited all of um, the people he turned around for, for, for a night out in London uh, to get to know us. Um, and we all got to watch our blind auditions and mm. edited um, in this club, which was months before it was uh, aired on television, so it was quite nice to to see it before it had gone out to millions of people. Mm, that's awesome. You know, I watched a documentary on Will I Am. I'm not sure if you ever saw this, but you can go on YouTube and find it. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant documentary about his his life and his behind the scenes work with charities and how brilliant he is as a producer. And yeah, I've, I've, I. I've, I actually, yeah, I watched that. Because I remember it was it was aired just before uh, they showed the series of the movie yeah. was on, um, and it, yeah, it was it was really interesting seeing into his life and how much charity work he does. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he gave away all his wages from the voice to the princes. He did, and they showed him that, and then uh, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's quite an amazing guy, and when you meet him. Uh, he, he's, he's 
very funny is yeah, he talks about music, but he's he's such a entrepreneur. He he has all his technology business and his clothing business, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, he just he just wants to create so many different things. It's uh, he's, he's an inspiration. He really is. Yeah, he's a visionary. He's he's a humanitarian. Just a good guy. Now, talk about uh, working with Tom Jones. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> uh, the legend that is Tom Jones was quite amazing. I mean, when I auditioned for the show, uh, my blind audition, I was pretty sure it was going to be, you always have an idea, some people don't, but I kind of had an idea who, who I thought would turn around and I thought it would, would have been Tom Jones. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another reason why, like, why I was shocked when Bumble turned around. But um, working with Tom Jones, when this camera's on you, and the cameras go off, he's still Sir Tom Jones. He, he doesn't change as a person, and, and that's that was really nice to see, and I got to know his, his son Mark as well, who, who manages him, uh, and he just had so many great things to say about about me and, and in how to inspire me to carry on in this business, um, no matter what the outcome. So it was really great to take that away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, both you and Lucy, who's also a terrific singer, um, and you went, you battled, you did the battle rounds with her. Um, you guys have really cool backstories. I mean, she, I believe, sold ice cream, and you worked in a grocery store. Well, this is this is it. Um, and it, what was amazing about Lucy was that we we knew so many people. Um, in like the musical theatre world because we've both trained in musical theatre mm -hmm. and obviously if you train in musical theatre you've got to, you've got to have a you've got to have a side job to support yourself um, so it's kind of great that me and Lucy were kind of paired together for a battle because we kind of understood where we were both both from and what we really wanted from the song I know a lot of people when they have a battle on the voice it, it can sometimes turn into like a screaming contest as trying to out belt each other mm. and me and Lucy re really didn't want to do that we kind of said look we're doing a real famous Angela Webber song you don't know who's watching on the television so let's just go out there and do it as a duet and the outcome will be decided either way so we might as well just get on with it yeah and that's smart strategy the um, the U.S. champion, the current champion Sawyer Fredericks, he had his battle with a girl named Noel, and they they actually their performance was so in unison you wouldn't even think it was, it was a battle. It was just like your battle. Yeah. You wouldn't even think it was a battle. It was, a, it was more of a, of a performance. That's it. It was definitely more of a performance. It didn't feel like a, a battle at all. I think that was because we. We knew exactly what we were doing, and a lot of people on that show, they say, yeah, well, I'm going to stick to what I do, and then they go out there, and then they completely change it up, mm -hmm. um, which is, you understand it's, it's a battle, but you also, you also don't want to kind of put the other person down, because at the end of the day, you're, you're going to see that person as soon as you've done right. that battle, and I, I, know, I know me and Lucy, we just couldn't. We can really do that to each other because we kind of built up a lot of trust. Mm -hmm. And during the process of rehearsals uh, for that, you, you you get to know the person. We both train in musical theatre. We know what what we wanted um, from the 
we're going to put each other down, which was really great. And it was uh, it was a nice feeling once the song had ended because we both felt we'd done all that we can and we'd stick to, mm-hmm. what, stick to our plan. It was great. Yeah, and she was very excited when 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 Tom hit the steal button. She, and, and so was oh, Will. Yeah. Will Will actually fell almost fell out of his chair. He was so happy. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of people had said to me when, when they saw it, it was like it was like it's like Will wanted wanted one of you and yeah. because he knew either one of you would have gone on someone's team. Right. Uh, but it, but I mean you never know that at the time. You're kind of thinking you know, I was so pleased for Lucy, like, it was, it was great because we'd, we'd both, you know, we'd both achieved something doing that battle. We hadn't tried to outdo each other. We'd just done a great performance together. Mm-hmm. And uh, being stolen by Tom Jones, it, it was just, it was a great feeling. Because yeah. um, you just can't imagine what it's like. I know my, my family were, were in the audience and um, they put them in a few battles before so they'd watch a few battles and they'd watch some people go out of the competition so um, yeah they're quite nervous <laughs> now were you ready for um, were you ready for Rita to come out of her chair and come all the way up on stage with you and, and hug you and uh, that was pretty cool well yeah not at all you kind of you go out there and you kind of I was doing all this deep breathing like <gasps> before I went out and then you, you just go into this complete zone of I don't I don't know what's happening you, when you do it you you just forget what's actually going on where, where am I what am I singing mm-hmm. um, and as soon as the song finished and I just hear Will's chair turn around I just I can't even I can't even look out <laughs> at the audience or at, at the coaches because it's just uh, it's very surreal and then as soon as it turned around there she was and uh, you kind of think oh is this is this person real mm. uh, when they're sitting in front of you and, and it's quite amazing I think you can see in my face I can't actually quite believe yeah. what's going on uh, as soon as you come off out of that studio you none of it makes sense it, it, it took uh, probably a good a good sleep the day after <laughs> uh, to realise yeah. that it actually happened you had to come back it down to the like ground it completely and it just felt like a complete dream and it's also the fact that you know it's going to be on television and, and the funny thing is they, they filmed the blind audition in October so the next series of The Voice will be filmed very shortly and then my blind audition wasn't aired I don't think till end of February beginning of March oh, wow. so you have a good while to kind of soak it all in what's happened uh, before it's aired on telly and when it's aired on telly you're kind of like oh yeah I did that a few months ago <laughs> they, but a lot a lot of people think oh it's just it's just happened so it's kind of strange that you know the outcome of the show but you just can't you can't tell a soul oh man uh, because it just because it was ruined it was ruin it and yeah. when you have people come up to you and go I, I've got a hundred pounds I've got a hundred pounds on you you're like <laughs> you can't you can't do anything about it and you feel you're kind of helpless and that's yeah, um, yeah that's a different scenario to cope with completely <laughs> um because you know loads of people you know, have all papers phony of trying to get everything out of you and but you but they but you you know it's just not worth spilling the beans because no. it's such a great fit it's such a great show to be a part of 
and you don't want to ruin that experience for the person you battled with right. or, or, the, or the coach or, or the show because um, well, it's, like, it's like ruining a really good book, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Next time that happens, just look at him and say, I have a great pancake recipe. You want to hear my pancake recipe? Yeah. You know, <laughs> just change the subject. Completely, <laughs> that's it. You just have to, you just kind of have to kind of pull a straight face so, so they don't know. And it's really interesting after the blind audition, they're like, if you've got through or if you haven't, when you leave the building, just have a neutral face because there are a lot of press outside to yeah. find people who have got through and, and you don't want to be the one to kind of get into to the press too early because it, it just it would, I think it would just ruin your, your voice journey yeah. Um, yeah I agree and you are listening to Carl Loxley who if, if you're a voice fan you saw Carl just blow away the judges Will I Am spins around for this guy um, just a powerful voice on the UK and he is about to release his new album now this has got to be exciting Carl talk about this talk about your record coming out oh Wow, so this is probably one of the most exciting things I've ever done. I never thought um, I would ever in a million years be able to do a project like this because it would be just so expensive. I was just talking to um, Ross from the Glasgow Philharmonia Orchestra who I'm recording it with, and uh, we're doing it with 42 musicians oh, wow. after this month. Um and that's uh, that's just incredible to be able to have all those musicians on on my album. And what's even more amazing for me is that that night we went out of Will I Am. He said, "Carl, do you, do you write any original stuff?" And I said, "Well, no, no, I don't." He said, "Well, you should because there aren't many people writing this kind of classical cross this classical crossover market uh, singers. That is, mm -hmm. you write." So I thought that's interesting. So. Um, I teamed up with my friend Ian, who I'd known from school, um, and we just started writing uh, a song. We've got a few in the pipeline. And I thought, well, how amazing would it be to do a song that, that I've written with, with a 42-piece orchestra? <laughs> so uh, that's going to be on the album. Uh, and, there's me and there's many more. I'm going to put Ness and Dormer on there. Oh, good. Um, as well. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have 11, 11 songs on it. Um, and then we're trying to get it out for the end of November, um, which should, should be possible if we all stick to our schedule. Because I know a lot of people want it for Christmas. Christmas right. so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, it's going to be a great experience. And it would just be nice to, to have an album out and say, this is, this is my hard work, especially at the, the end of this year. It's been quite a crazy year for me. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be a nice way to kind of finish the year with with something everyone can listen and share. Absolutely. Now, pop musicians and country music, country music is very big over here. Uh, rock and you know, rock musicians, they all when, when they put out EPs or albums, you know, the next the next hurdle for them to jump is to try to get airplay on the radio. So, how is it over in the UK? How does that work with somebody of your style? Is there is there a pretty decent market for for the classical opera type music um, to get airplay over there? Yeah, it's, it's really funny. I did, I did an interview uh, a few months ago, and somebody asked me, um, so do you want to make uh, classical music mainstream? 
and, and my answer to that was that I think it already is mainstream. I, I, don't think I do too. You know, you're not going to play Ness and Dorma in a nightclub. <laughs> maybe, maybe Will I Am will figure something out. Yeah, right. Do it. I'll be very, I'll be very interested to uh, hear that. Um, but there is such a big market for this over here. Um, my, my friend Re- Rebecca Newman, uh, she she independently made an album with the City of Prague Orchestra, and she did it all independently, and she managed to get a, a number one in the official charts over here. Oh, nice. So I think that that shows that anyone can, you know, if you if you got some talent and you want to pursue it, you can you can live your dream. But I also think with a lot of the winners from talent shows like Britain's Got Talent, a lot of the um, public have picked people who are from this style of music. Um, so I think it is, it is popular, it's just not played in nightclubs. And I think the problem with the music industry is that a lot of people just want to download songs they can play in a club. Whereas with I know with the classical crossover uh, market, a lot of people want the physical copy of the CD. Mm. Um, so that's why I think it's very different in this in this industry um, with these styles of music. But I definitely think there's there's a big market out there. You only have to look at um, Alfie Bow when when he did at Les Mis in London. How it just you know he was known worldwide after that. Mm. Um, and he's experimenting with crossing over pop music. I know he's just done um, uh, a Who song uh, and really made it his own, and it sounds incredible. And he's got uh, Love Rain Over Me. Um, hmm. He's done a cover of that, so if you haven't heard that, have a listen to that. Really great song. You know, we have a, a young lady, American girl. Um, you might be familiar with her. Her name is Jackie Ivanko. Have you heard her? Yes, yes, I have indeed. How good is she? Absolutely she's- incredible. And she's done very well for herself over here. Well, well, she's, yeah, I mean, I know she's been on British television, and and it's such a small world because Jackie's vocal coach, who she had on America's Got Talent, was also my vocal coach on The Voice. Oh, nice. Um, so it was it was quite incredible hearing about uh, her journey and um, what she's doing. And she's doing extremely well. Very, very think, well. Uh, even if I could have... If I could have 1% of her success, <laughs> I'd be happy. Hey, and you, you, uh, I think you will. Well. Yeah, we're very proud of her, and she's very, nice. very, very, an amazing young talent. She's doing very well. So now let me ask you this. So when your record comes out, um, of course, my audience is, is a lot of Americans, so um, there's, a lot, there's, a, there's a pretty big market over here for your, your style of music as well. Um, and Jackie, Jackie Ivanko's proven that uh, with her success. So what do you what do you plan? Do you plan on a tour? Do you want to do a tour like a tour date run after the release? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a very very difficult one. I'm not quite sure what the plan will be after it's released because um, I I have a few um, theatre engagements coming up, but uh, it'd be great to to go out there and perform to the people live some of the songs uh, I've done on the album in November in Coventry on the 27th I'm doing a, uh, a Christmas show so I'm going to be singing some of the songs from the album at that for the first time oh great uh, which I think is going to be um, quite exciting uh, but that's an exclusive I haven't 
quote any on that. So well, good stuff. You're the first people. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. I love that when that happens. Um, what about recognition? Do people recognize you more when you're walking down the streets? Yeah, it's uh, the. It was quite funny when my blind audition was on telly. I'd kind of psyched myself up that I was going to probably get somebody come up to me and say, "Can I have a selfie?" And mm-hmm. I remember I went out and I was like, "Oh." Okay, nobody's recognised me. <laughs> this is really odd. And so I was a bit like, oh, okay, that's great. And uh, it was only when I walked into the cinema to watch Fifty Shades of Grey with my friends that the whole um, auditorium in the cinema just stood up and started clapping. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, really? That must have been a great experience, <laughs> yeah. though. It was, oh, yeah, it was really... Uh, it was really, really uh, amazing, but I kind of felt a bit awkward watching the film then. Yeah. <laughs> but still, what? What? But that, but I don't know anyone watching me eat my popcorn. Yeah, right. That's funny. That's good yeah. stuff, though, man. Um, a couple more things, and I'll let you go. I know you're busy. I, and again, we really appreciate you coming on board and talking to us. Um, Not at all. Thank you for having me. Hey, before before I let you go, though, a couple more things. Who who are some of your influences, both in music and in life? you said that and he's a perfect person um to make that analogy too because of his, his musical background i grew up listening to meatloaf back in the 1980s and in the uh, early 90s um okay so when your record comes out where can the fans purchase it and when how can and where do they follow you at share your social networks brilliant so my album is going to be ready for pre-order which um, i'm going to make very available soon hopefully in the next week and we're aiming for the release date for November 30th. And my social network is, on the social on Twitter, is at Carl Loxley. That's Carl with a K, and Loxley is L-O-X-L-E-Y. And Carl Loxley on Facebook as well. So the fans... At, so the fans need to follow you... Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry, Carl. Say that one more time. That's all right, mate. Uh, it's, and my website is www.carlloxleytenor.com. You can find me there as well. And that will be all the information for the purchase of the album will be at those locations. It's going to be, that's it. As soon as, soon as I can, I'm literally kind of waiting until I 
profit, and then it's going to be on there. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for doing this. Give me some closing thoughts for all your fans, all the voice fans out there, both in the UK and here in America. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure, Brad.